Sensor Global saves lives with automatic compliance and manages smoke alarms, gas and water leak detection with 24-7 remote management. It provides complete control, reduced risks and improved compliance for property managers. To find out more, speak to Anthony Booth or head over to sensorglobal.com. Welcome to the PM Collective, a dynamic hub designed to empower business owners, property managers, and BDMs to excel in their careers. Through access to intimate conversations, cutting-edge video training, mental health support, and unparalleled motivation, our community is the ultimate destination for individuals seeking to elevate their professional lives to new heights. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our next conversation on our weekly podcast, The Art of Property Management. So today I'm super excited to have Alicia Leckie um, join us for the podcast. Uh, she is the Head of Department at Longview. Welcome, Alicia. Thanks so much. Now, for those that don't know you, can you give us an intro as to sort of who you are, your history, and, you know, how you got to where you are now? For sure. So many, many years ago, um, and I won't give away my age, but I actually grew up next to a real estate agent with just my mum and I. And um, somehow when I finished school, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I decided dance teaching would be an exciting thing to do. But, you know, as we all know, it's not a lot of money to be made out of dance teaching unless you're an absolute superstar. So I kind of fell into real estate. And that was 22 years ago. And I'm, I don't know whether I should say unfortunately, but unfortunately, I'm still in real estate and I'm still in property management. And it's been, you know, 22 years and I still love it you know, the same way that I started 22 years ago now. So it's fantastic. I've always worked in property management, predominantly in uh, Melbourne. So I've worked in um, places like Carnegie, um, worked at some big companies, as well as being, you know, a one-man band and work in a small agency where I've started a rent roll from scratch. So I've kind of done a lot of it in property management. Where I am now at Longview, I manage a team. I've got about 35 property managers here. We manage uh, 4,500 properties across Victoria and Queensland in Brisbane, and we're expanding. So it's it's a really exciting place to be, but obviously being a, a large business comes with, you know, some challenges along the way too. And I understand that there's other people in the industry that go through the same challenges as, as we all do each and every day. Now... I know that we weren't going to talk about this because our topic today was, you know, um, managing a team when it comes to um, managing the quality of tenancy and applications and things like that. But I've actually just got some curious questions because so you've got 35 team members that you're managing. Just out of curiosity, is that a number that is manageable for one, like one person head of department or do you, and, and I don't actually know the answer, but I do, I think it's a topic we should talk about more. Or is it like, because I always thought that around 10 or 12 prop, um, ten or twelve team members per sort of manager looking after them, do you guys have a bit of a rule as to what that looks like, that, um, that department? Yeah, for sure. So we work in a pod-based system, which helps me a lot in what I do every day. So in each pod, uh, we have five pods down in Melbourne uh, where we have our 35 PMs. Each pod has a team leader. So that team leader still manages a portfolio of about 100 properties, but they're also responsible um, for the KPIs for their team. They run team meetings weekly, for example. And it's like a mini department for them. So when you, within each team, you have your team leader, your 2IC, and a team of four to five senior property managers. So they manage a standard portfolio for us is around 160 to 190 properties. Um, 
we are across 153 suburbs across Melbourne. So, you know, those properties can be spread from here to there and everywhere, including suburbs that I have to Google the names of because they seem to be made up ones every single day. But we have a lot of support here as well. So each pod or each team also has what we call a PMA, so a property management advisor. And that is basically an assistant for the team. So they do 50% field work, 50% office work, and they're really there to support their little pod in their day-to-day management of their properties. We also rely heavily on our VA team. So we've got a a team which we call the gold team. They name themselves the gold team and we love them. We have a support team of about seven VAs in the Philippines. They are phenomenal. They are incredible, incredible ladies and we could not do what we do without them. We're really lucky that we fly them over once a year and we, we celebrate a week with them in Melbourne, show them all the sites and work in the office together as well. Um, but they do an incredible job for us with a lot of our repetitive admin tasks. Um, something else that we have at Longview, which we're very lucky to have, is we have a VCAP specialist. So I know other states, you know, have, you know, their QCAP specialist or whatever it may be, but we have a VCAP specialist in-house. And, you know, I haven't heard of anyone else in Victoria that offers this for their team. And we introduced this about two years ago. Unfortunately, as you know, Victoria suffered (laughs) quite badly during those COVID times, which we all would love to forget now. But renters became more and more across the legislation in Victoria especially. We also had introduced, you know, new legal requirements in terms of minimum standards as well as compliance for a lot of our rental properties. And this in turn meant a lot of VCAT hearings, (laughs) whether it be renters taking landlords or landlords taking renters. And so we introduced this. We found that a lot of PMs were either quite intimidated by VCAT or just didn't have the experience and the knowledge around it. And to provide our owners and our renters with the best possible service that we could and the most knowledge, we created this role. And I tell you what, it's had the most amazing response because as soon as clients hear that we've got a VCAT specialist, they just go, whoa, this is incredible. This is amazing. And our PMs don't have to be terrified walking into that VCAT hearing completely alone because they do have that VCAT specialist there. So our PMs can either choose to do those hearings by themselves and prep the cases themselves, or they can choose to completely hand the case over to our VCAT specialist who will then roll with it from go to woe, as I call it. So we've got a lot of a lot of assistance with our team. And I'm really sorry because I just went off on a tangent there and gave you the whole spiel about it. So I'm um, sorry for that. No, that, that's really good. I actually want to just backtrack a little bit. And again, I think podcasts for me are sometimes like they're just a, also a really good learning exercise um, as well. So I um, I take advantage of them. Yeah, no, um, so, so just going back to that pod system. So you, you said I see, I'm sorry to be so naive, I'm assuming inspection consultant? For our PMA. Okay, you, you said two IC. Uh, yeah, two IC, as in second in charge for each pod. So say that again. A second in charge for each oh, pod. So it was a second in charge. I yeah. wasn't sure if that's what it was or if it was an inspection consultant. Yeah, so our 2IC is really a stepping stone for people who have some interest in leadership. We do have a, that 2IC role as that stepping stone there into that TL role. We do a lot of training with our 2ICs. We do fortnightly training with them in terms of how to run the team meetings. They run their team meeting once a month. We train them on KPIs, how to read the reports. 
um, they will step into that TL role if their TL is on leave for any reason. And they'll also help with some training with their assistants within each team as well. So it kind of gives them a little bit of insight and, you know, thought into whether they would like to progress into that TL role down the track. And they still have a smaller portfolio. No. So our two ICs manage a full portfolio still. Um, It's just our TLs that have that smaller portfolio because they're dealing with a lot of the escalations. Got it. Okay. So, and how many properties did you say in that whole in that whole pod system? In each pod, look, it varies. Um, each pod usually has around about eight hundred. Yeah, really um, interesting. I mean, did Longview? And I don't know the history of the business, but it always had like long term plans to be yeah, very large. Much so. We're only six years young, so we're fairly new in business terms. We've done a few acquisitions along the way over the past few years, but I'd say over the last 12 months, we've really just consolidated and we've really made a focus on client service and, you know, staff retention and all those exciting things that while you're in the growth phase, it's really hard to focus on. Yeah, I um I going sort of back to my original thought with it all. Uh, so I have now got a team of twelve, and it's only been recently that I've actually thought to myself, do you know this is actually a full time job managing the the twelve? Just just little things like, and they're actually a really my team are a really great team. So they're really low maintenance, but it's just the whole coordination and um you know when people are on holidays okay who's going to do this who's going to do that and then keeping them happy you know it's it actually is quite I'm, I feel like I'm quite busy I feel like it's just about another whole position so that's why I was just curious with um the 35 team um, staff members that you've got so then I guess ultimately you as a head of department would you then be working with the team leaders mainly yeah so the team leaders really are my direct reports. Um, and then we have obviously skip meetings when I meet with the two ICs or when I meet with the PMs, for example. I do a lot of training with the TLs and we go through, you know, the KPIs. We have weekly meetings, but I also train the team as a whole. So we have fortnightly um, team meetings as an entire department where we will run through, you know, new procedures, we'll run through KPIs, we'll run through, you know, the monthly results. We'll do team prizes, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll set little challenges for the team as well throughout the month. Um, but we also do fortnightly training on the, you know, the weeks that we haven't had that team meeting. So each fortnight we set a training session for the team and it, sometimes it's compulsory and every team member has to attend, whether it be, you know, a new process that we roll out or, you know, something to do with the software or the programming, whatever it may be. But sometimes they're optional as well. You know, we may be training on, application processing or we may be training on, on what the market's doing at the moment and bits and pieces like that and it's purely up to the team whether they feel that they could benefit from that training at that time or not and more often than not we have a really good um, attendance rate at those training sessions purely because I think people are wanting to engage with the rest of the team we've got a really special culture here at Longview and we, we try and make it very inclusive and so it is it something that it has always been done when it's come to the, those team meetings and the um, and the training, or is it something that develops more strategically as the team grew? Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Inspect Real Estate, or IRE, is an Australian-based software company that is passionate about creating quality, customised solutions for agents, tenants, buyers, and property owners, designed by agents for agents, because we care. IRE has now processed more than 108 million inquiries and is currently being used by thousands of industry leaders. There are many time-saving products from booking and managing inspections within our flagship product ROL, creating and managing applications with ToApply and AppChecker, and tracking keys with Keyware, through to listing on Inspect Real Estate's free property portal, Tenant App, plus so much more. Visit inspectrealestate.com.au or give us a call on 1300 934 721. definitely something that's been done strategically as well um, because we've just noticed that as the team gets bigger there has to be more focus on process otherwise people tend to do their own little things which is fine and you know we encourage that as well but in terms of reporting we have to make sure that certain things are done a certain way so that we can track it you know fees are entered a certain way which is why when we brought on our VA team, a lot of those processes we incorporated with our VAs to make sure that we dotted our I's and crossed our T's along the way. So I have just done a product review. So for those that like watching my product reviews, they're like teasers of products available to look at. And if it's something that you think you might be interested in, then you can book in a full demo. And I do them with lots of different types of products. And the one that I just did recently was with a um, company called Work Metrics. I don't know whether you've heard of that or whether you have um, got a system that like an online platform that you actually use to manage your training or do you just sort of manually like calendar invite, okay, everyone trainings Tuesday at nine o'clock. Like how does, how do you, is it manual the way that you're sort of booking it all in or is there an online platform? So at the moment, it is me being very manual with my Outlook calendar and sending uh, training invites out to the team with a little bit of help from Excel as well. Um, we use monday.com for a lot, of, a lot of our tracking in terms of our processes and bits and pieces. And I'm sure even just now when you've said that, I'm sure a lot of it, the, a lot of the training scheduling I could do via Monday, which I haven't explored. And when I get a second, I'll look into this for sure because it's just sparked something in me. But we don't use you know, a system as such to track our training at the moment, but definitely something that I probably need to look into. So, yeah, so I want you to look it up and um, my product review will be out um, next week anyway, I think. So, and it's called Work Metrics. And I think you are going to be amazed by it because uh, I am thinking now, like I said, at about 12 people, now I feel like, okay, I need to put maybe a better system in place to Um, to plan for that growth and what it does is I really like the idea like you know how you've got inductions when you've you know first starts but this also um, is promoting regular inductions so you can have it set up for every three months six months or 12 months so that every employee gets that reminder that they have to re-induct themselves which is good and it's just like a good refresher about you know office policies and um, bits and pieces it also tracks all the driver's license all their registration certificates and sends the team out the reminders when it's due to expire and then red flags the head of department um, or the boss when you know when it's um when it's expired and they've got to follow up but one part of this program which I really love is the training side of things so what it does is you can have it set up um, 
it's like your own platform. So you can have, and I know you actually don't have sales reps, but you can have sales reps, property managers, VAs, whatever it might be. And Mm. then you can put your training videos in there and the team can actually have somewhat like a type of course that they do over 12 months with training. Um, But also if you put your training videos in there, you can sort of allocate that and go, okay, this is the training this week for the VA team, or this is the training this week for the managed team. So it holds all your training videos so that people can access or you can um you can allocate it and even things like maybe there's a bullying and harassment reminder and you might want to send it to I don't know Sally Jones or a certain person hopefully there's no Sally Jones that works in your office but and and you can just send it to them as a reminder but it's also got um, incredible things like where you've got all your contracts and all the uh like like a bullying and, and harassment um checklist sort of thing mm-hmm where they can actually initial and actually have to view it and check off that they've read it and they've seen it. So it's really, really amazing. And I reckon you are going to love it. So yeah, you'll see that product review and for anyone um, listening, just keep an eye out for that because it will be something I probably, I guess I wish that I had considered it or seen the product um, when I was maybe at, you know, even three or four employers, because then um, I could have had it all set up. So now it's sort of like a daunting process, but I might as well do it now and, you know, have it all planned for that growth. So, yeah, anyway, really, I know it's a sidetrack, but I think you'll love it. So um, definitely jump on and do that. We have a lot of training videos that we use, um, but it'd be great to have them all in one spot. (laughs) So this sounds fantastic. Yeah, just an easy access hub. So your team, um, they can log in, you know, to it. They can access it whenever they want. And if you're like, then it's something compulsory they've got to watch, then it does it all. You can see who's watched it, who hasn't. And they can get like certified so they can get certificates when they've completed it, which might be a nice thing in your business to have as well. So uh, we have podcast recordings for a reason. And I think this was the reason why we've recorded today is so that you you know about that. um, now, I know um, we um, have gone um, off the topic a little bit, but it was it's really great to hear how um, offices are set up and different ways, because I think we just can go through life just assuming that, you know, the way we're doing it is the right way. And it's just good to hear the inside um, workings of some businesses as well. And naturally, as human beings, we don't get on the phone and say, you know, I would call you up and say, hey, Alicia, can you tell me about your department? Because I, I would feel like, even though you don't mind, I would feel like I'm being nosy. But um, it's a safe place on the podcast to ask those questions. And I love it. I will add, though, that recently we've been looking at, you know, org structure and how we can do things better because I am the first one to say things aren't perfect. No one's perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect business. But I'm not one of those people that goes, well, I'm not going to ask anyone questions and I'm not going to ask for help because I'm, I'm not one of those people. I am the first person to go, great, who wants to come in and have a look at this and tell me if there's a better way to do things? Um, because I'm all about working smarter, not harder. And I always say that and promote that within the team as well. So I definitely would love to encourage everyone to reach out to those other leaders in similar sized businesses to yours. Because, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've reached out to a couple, and I won't say the names, but a couple of businesses in New South Wales. I reached out to one in ACT and had to catch up with them. Um, another office in Perth and also another one in close to us in Victoria who I'm good friends with and just had a one hour really open and honest discussion with them and said, how do you run your business? What's working well? What's not working? You know, what's your geographical spread like? What fees are you charging? How do you set your old structure? And it's been great for 
both sides of the conversation because I think what we're doing is trying to take things from each other and work out something that we're not necessarily doing but the other person may be and it's working really well or vice versa. And I don't think it's something that we should be scared of doing and I know there's so many people that I've seen it before on those property management chats on Facebook where they ask for advice on there and you get certain people go, yes, 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 I'm happy to reach out and help you. Um, But we we shouldn't shun away from that because there's so much opportunity. We're not enemies in the business or anything like that. We should be definitely reaching out and helping our fellow comrades here. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, it can only make for a better business at the end of the day. Totally. Totally. Really, really important. So the the topic that we were going to discuss, which we're yeah. going, I think I actually know the answer. So, um, was we were going to talk about you know the red flags, I guess, with applications and controlling that quality of tenants. So we'll use this question as an example. Now that we know how your offices run and mm-hmm. how you can manage that quality, it's probably complements um, the segue into it nicely. Is that you've got people doing viewings. They might be young. They might not have the maturity yet to see these red flags and all that. How do you go about making sure that your team are all making the right decisions based Mm. on their experience, which I think you're probably doing through the training, but then that's quite generic as well. How do you control the quality of everything um, yeah. From tenant selection, red flags in um, with owners, maintenance. Sure. So we we do things two ways. So our property managers and our PMA, so our assistants, go out and do open for inspections and show people through privately. We also have a leasing team. So we've got a team of twenty casuals um, who do all the open for in, or a lot of the open for inspections for us, especially on Saturdays and Sundays, because we offer open seven days a week for our clients. You know, but that's a full set of another lot of challenges in terms of casuals because it's not their primary role, um, but we're sending them out into the field and saying, can you go open this property? And they're putting themselves, as we all do, we put ourselves in quite uh, vulnerable situations, opening doors to vacant properties or sometimes rented properties to these random people that come through. So we do a lot of training with our team firstly when it comes to how to be safe in the field. Our team have recently just done a self-defence course in office as well um, around how to protect yourself in the field if something does happen. What are the best things to do if you are in a really awkward situation in the field? Who do you call? How do you get your phone out? How do you deal with the person in front of you? Because I think that's the number one thing that, you know, we're sending not only young people out but vulnerable people out to these settings. You know, you hear these horror stories where things have gone badly at an open for inspection or a routine inspection and the poor property manager has been traumatised for it. We definitely don't want that with our team either. Um, So we give our lot of team a lot of support and guidance around this, whether it be our casual team or our full-time team. Both are just as important. So our casual team do a lot of training with us um, after hours. So we normally get them in and do a nice dinner and blah, 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 and do some training around open for inspections, how to be safe in the field, etc. Um, but also what to look for. So you mentioned a really good point where they're, you know, you, you go to an open for inspection, how do you pick a good renter out of the bunch of people that turn up? And, you know, it can be difficult because as we all know, and I'm sure everybody listening to this has had before, you can get the most wonderful person on a piece of paper and then six months down in through their tenancy, they turn into an absolute nightmare and you can't get them out and you're tearing your hair out and then you've got the owner turning around to you and going, why the hell did you put this person in? 
And, you know, you're saying to your leasing person or whoever it may be, what on earth did you see in this person? And only then when you start to go back through their application do you start to see the holes in it. Um, But at the time, it looks amazing. So we've done a lot of our team, um, a lot of training with our team, both in small groups and in a larger team environment on applications especially, how to look at an application and how to pull it apart basically and really look for the holes in it. So our team have been trained on how to look at fraudulent ID. That's a big one these days. And, you know, I'm not saying we're perfect at all. We've had it in the past where we've had renters in properties, not often, thank goodness, but we've had one in the last three years where they had actually fraudulent ID. And it was one of those ones where you looked at it on face value and went, oh, yeah, it's fine. But then a couple of years later when something actually happened, you look at it and you go, wow, that's that's not okay. So we've done a lot of training with the team since that, um, what to look for. And there's certain things on a driver's license, for example, is the font all in one line. You'll notice that font down the very bottom of the ID. And a lot of them, if they're fraudulent, they're actually on an angle. Does it have the holograph in it correctly? Does the the address, is the address in the same font as the name? Because on the fraudulent ones, the, the font on it is actually slightly different. Isn't it the same size? Compare them a lot of the time to your license. Is it the same format as your license? Because I can guarantee you, you just take it as face value and go, yeah, it's fine. But if you put a fraudulent one that's slightly fraudulent next to yours, it looks very different. And the same goes for um, passports, for example. If is the ID number at the very bottom on an angle? Is it straight? Has someone rubbed it out and put a different one in there? Because you can usually tell when you look at it properly if it's not ideal or if it is actually a fake. Same with the photos there. But the main one is to look at the names. So if you're looking at the names and it says Bob Smith, and I hope there's no Bob Smith here, but I always use the name Bob. But if is there a Bob Smith there? Okay, so let's look at the ID. Does it match up? Does the address match up? Let's look at their pay slips. Are the pay slips correct, first of all? Are the details correct, the name, address, phone numbers, email addresses, etc.? Um but is it on proper letterhead or is it, a, and we've all had them before, the printout that, you know, you and I could have done from our home printer where there's got no other details on it and they go, yeah, 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 it's, it's the right payslip. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> I've done this at home. <laughs> um, so we need to make sure that we're looking at all this information correctly. Do the addresses match up? Is there a random address? And I've seen this a thousand times. Is there a random address on their license that doesn't actually appear on their application form? Because a lot of the time I've noticed people will go, oh, yeah, it's, it's the same name, it's the same photo. Yeah, okay, well, how come their address on their license doesn't match up with any of their former addresses on their application form? We need to ask the question with this. If they've been, you know, a owner-occupier of a previous address, let's look it up on RP Data or Price Finder or whatever it may be and check the ownership details. If it has a totally different name on it, okay, We need to ask for proof of this because it doesn't marry up here. So we need to ask for a rates notice or something with that name on it or have they been just subletting from that person. So we need to do a lot of of these checks across the board because, unfortunately, renters are getting desperate for properties. I don't know what it's like in other states at the moment, but I know particularly in Queensland and Melbourne, renters are getting desperate because there is just a, a shortage of rental properties. So, unfortunately, people are doing whatever they can to secure a property. And if this means they will falsify some information or some pay slips, you know, to make their application look better, that's what they're having to do. But 
you know, those owners are relying on us to, you know, to find the holes in the applications and make sure that we put the best possible person in their property. And as I always say where, you know, when I'm speaking to owners, it's in my best interest to put the best person in because if I if I don't, I'm going to be the one that has to deal with the problems later on. And as soon as I say that to owners, they go, oh, yeah, that's actually right. And I go, well, I don't want to have to deal with the problems later on. So it's in my best interest to make sure we get all the holes out and pick the first person. So yeah. we do a lot of training with our team around it. Yeah, amazing. Like I know that with picking up the address uh, that's not mentioned on the application from the driver's license is definitely a big one that I see quite a lot. But I'll be honest, I don't know whether I've actually ever compared the driver's license like with mine just to check that it does look identical, the format and things like that. I mean, fortunately, I've been very lucky with tenant selections um, in my whole career. So it's very rare that I have issues with them. But um, I I think that that is an amazing like training to have with your team is with the fraudulent ID and how to pick up on it. And even like you said, with the passport, if the number's on a little angle and things like that. So they're really, really good reminders uh, for people like myself, if we're not going to that extent that, um, that you know, you just that's really, really important. Um, and I've actually just written myself a little note that I'll, um, I think that I'll do a, a video inside my PM club on the fraudulent ID and um, making sure people are checking that just as a reminder. Yeah, so, something that we created for all our PM team though is if you can, if you just go online and you Google, you know, fake Vic Roads license or you know, fake driver's license, fake passport, it will come up with the some examples of fake passports. And if you print those out and you put a you know, a photo of a current or a valid driver's license or passport next to it. Each one of our team have that printed off and laminated on their desk so that they can easily compare when they're going through that application. Yeah, that's a really, really good tip. That's so good. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for your time. Each, um, I'm glad we actually spoke about how the department was set up first because that then does show how you can still monitor these red flags and processes and systems, even with a large team, which I originally thought, how the hell would you do that? But you do it so well. And um, and it's yeah, really good for people who also have bigger teams to see sort of it, it, that is, it's actually all about training. I mean, you do a lot of training and it sounds like it pays off for you as well so um you know well done to Longview and the team for sort of having that structure in place um because it just ensures you get buy-in from the team so it is great yeah so good well thank you so much for sharing all of that valuable knowledge and um if anyone wants to reach out to myself or alicia um we both are open books so feel free to reach out and um i appreciate your time you enjoy the rest of your day thank you Grout Guy are leading experts in regrouting, waterproofing and tiling services nationwide. Property managers find comfort in their 10-year waterproof warranty on all full shower regrouts. Visit thegroutguy.com.au to rejuvenate your property's tiles and grout now.